Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these. And if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh acai bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations in Southern California. From Huntington to San Clemente and all in between. Two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii for that, those on the North Shore. And, um, you know, come support these guys. They have amazing Asahi bowls and they support the West Coast board riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier With to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app and you can pre-order, pre-pay and just go pick up. Cut cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15 off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. Bonsai Bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast and you get 15% off That's at right. Bonsai Bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants, oh, Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest.com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Olo Clip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, they make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10, that's S-U-R-F, the number 10, and you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys got to check check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone 11s. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. We're sitting here with Adam Holloway and Brian Smith from Bear Wires Surf Shop. 
located in Spring Lake, New Jersey. Welcome. Woo! Yeah. How's it going? The quarantine Uh, dream. (laughs) (laughs) The quarantine nightmare. Yeah, it sucked. We can still surf, but that's about it. Hey, you get, you get putting a lot, of, lot, of, lot of time in the water right now. I, uh, I didn't surf this last well, but I've been surfing up until the other day. Yeah, and you guys said your beaches are still open. Some, some. All the beaches south of us are closed. From Manasquan North is still open, but uh, as the weather gets nicer, I can see them stopping. Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed on the boardwalks, and you're not allowed like on the sidewalks. In some towns, you're not allowed to park anymore, so you have to like bike or walk up from your house. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. crazy. We Huntington's still open, and L.A. County beaches are closed, and then some of uh, some of the beaches south of us are also closed. So everyone's coming here now, and then. You know, like you said, when the weather, it's the weather is actually really nice right now. So it was crazy yesterday and today it was pretty damn crowded. So we're crossing our fingers that they don't shut us down, but it's looking like it will be soon, but hopefully not. Uh, We had fun waves two days ago. Uh, At first light, there was probably 30 people at the inlet. By the time I left, there was probably 60-plus people in one little area. Wow. So they'll definitely be looking at that soon. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Uh, let's start off with Adam. Uh, how old were you when you uh, first started surfing? How'd you get into it? Uh, I would say like around seven. Uh, my family was just always around the beach. Um, my That's dad young, man. grew up at the beach. Uh, I can't surf, but uh, they're always into the lifestyle of it, so they supported it from like day one. <laughs> so surf. I have an older brother that surfs, my younger brother surfs. Um, we live in bike riding distance to the beach, and it's kind of a small town, and there's really not much other. Like, you just surf and hang out with your friends, and it's like a small beach town. Yeah. Kind of like, kind like where we live, we grew up. Yeah, just like Huntington, small beach town. <laughs> yeah, not, not even. <laughs> so, so, uh, so you're the middle brother, Adam. Yeah, I'm the middle brother, and then I have an older sister. Nice, and and uh, both your brothers surfed. Who who is that? Uh, yeah. Was your was uh, your sibling siblings good surfers too, or? My younger brother was really good, and then. Uh, he went to the Naval Academy for a little bit and kind of stopped surfing, but he's still pretty good now. Nice. But when he was a kid, he was, like, really good. Nice. Um, Brian, how about you? Uh, I grew up about 15 minutes inland a little bit, so I'm more of an inland guy. Yeah. I didn't surf, start surfing until I was, you know, eighth grade, and then it was super seasonal. Uh, and I really didn't get into surfing hardcore until I moved to Oceanside. California. Yeah, yeah. Oceanside. Wow. Where I started surfing every day after that, and then I was hooked. But before that, it was just summertime, fall time, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah. I was an inland kook, too. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, East. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. 
crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Take me, I say this story a lot, but it used to take me two and a half hours to ride my bike from Long Beach to Seal Beach. And it was what? uphill both ways. Oh my gosh, I've heard this story like a freaking broken record. The snow it keeps getting longer, it keeps getting farther. It snowed. I had to ride barefoot. Still a kook. <laughs> Santa Anna's blue, you couldn't go home. <laughs> so so did you guys uh, progress pretty quickly and did you boogie board first or skateboard or, or both or what? I didn't um, I, I kind of just went right to surfing. Yeah. And that was it. And then kind of got really into it. And then in the winter months, because it was pretty cold here, I would do other activities, played like a lot of ice hockey. And then like hey. around seventh grade, it kind of went like full year round surfing. Nice. What, nice. What's a, what would be the, like the average water temp in the winter? Oh, um, <laughs> it can get. In the 30s, I've seen it like as wow. low as like 30 degrees here. Wow, where the river's frozen and the back bay, people are driving cars on it. That is diehard right there. Yeah, you guys, I, I don't. Next level. I don't. You guys definitely have way more uh, bravado than, than we do here on the West Coast. That's for damn sure. I'm definitely jealous of your 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 summer currents and bringing that warm water, but I wouldn't trade it for a 30 degree water or whatever. Hell no. 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 no it's, like, it's like the land of the extreme. It's like really hot and humid in the summer and then in the winter it's pretty miserable. Yeah, we cry if it gets under like 58 here. <laughs> we got lucky. Oh. We got really lucky this winter. The water really never got colder than I want to say like 42. Yeah. So that was like that was like really nice. Dude. <laughs> I don't think our water's ever dipped below what 50. Like the coldest it gets is like fifty four, fifty five. Up, up in Northern California, I, yeah. I, I think the coldest I surfed was forty eight, and that was I didn't. No, no thanks. Yeah, no, I, thank you, man. I remember in the winter though, the air temps in the mornings were pretty cold in San Diego. That that's true, but that's way different than than what than you guys water. got going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the water under you know it hurts. It so, hurts bad. So did you get did? Either you get into uh, like competitive surfing or a- amateur surfing or what? Um, I went pretty 
like I did ESA and all that, and then did some like smaller, try to do like pro events, and then I moved to California in like '95, thinking I was gonna be like a surfer. <laughs> and then I got there and kind of just realized like everybody was good. <laughs> then I just surfed and got a job and just hung out there for a couple years, and then I would kind of get like. Uh, homesick a little bit because in the winter here it gets like really good where California there's waves like all the time but here in the winter it gets like really good and not too many people around back in the day so it was kind of like you, you just missed being home like yeah. like you know we get like we got some really good barrel days here and it used to be pretty empty but now within like the last seven years everybody surfs yeah well take us back to your to your uh, amateur contest surfing days who who uh who was your competition back then, and who who was ripping? Who were you looking up to? Oh, dude, we would show up at the East Coast Championships and have to surf against like Kyle Garson, Brian Hewitson, Huey, Anderson, yeah, the Anderson brothers, uh, Jeremy Sokal, Peter Mendia. He was a little bit older. Yeah, uh, like Noah Schneider. Uh, Noah. Yeah, I remember Noah Schneider. Like Jesse Hines, like all those guys. Who, who was the uh, local dudes that ripped in your in your area? Um, the older guys it was like Scotty Door, um, Charlie King was really good. Uh, there was no one really like pro pro besides like Dean Randazzo, but he's from South Jersey, so that's like a whole other state away. Dirty Dean, I <laughs> love that guy. He would show up at the inlet um, when it was really good during hurricane season, and we always had like a handful of like brands doing tours and you know when it got really good in the summer months you would see like some pros come into town you know yeah. we used to have the brave the brave in the world pro contest at the inlet so you got to see like the asp east like all those guys would come into town so brave would throw a pro contest back in the day yeah brave in the world pro it used to be an asp east contest they did it for maybe like six years wow that's epic yeah, uh, one year my younger brother made it all the way to like the quarterfinals. He was probably like maybe like thirteen, but it was like knee high, and uh, he took out uh, Scott Bouchard. Remember that guy, Butchie? Oh, yeah. Butchie! And he like totally like flipped out and was like cursing at him and everything. <laughs> he was so that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. What what kind of boards did you grow up on? Like local shaper, or did you guys? You know, oh, write a, some West Coast uh, boards. Michael Barron was like a hero here. Wow. Yeah, there's a shop called Inlet Outlet, and he would be the only board brand in there. And that's literally a couple blocks from the house I live in now. So MB was probably doing, I would say, 400 boards a year plus maybe out of that little store. That's Holy crazy. Holy smokes. Yeah. Because Michael Barron's from like Oceanside or San yeah, Diego? Yeah, right, right, right. Brian actually worked for him. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the burn for a handful of years. All right, let's go to you, is Brian. That, is, that, is that what made you move out to Osai? Or just, no, just did, some... Yeah, um, I went out there to visit Adam. Uh, okay. I went out with his uh, next-door neighbors, and then I, when I flew home, I got a text from him, or a phone call back then, actually, that was like, uh, we, we have a room for you. you got to pay rent right now, and you got to come back, so... I turned around, got back in my car, and drove back out there. Wow. To, to Oceanside? Oceanside, yep, yep. So, and so, that, 
our neighbor behind us was working at Burn, and he was complaining so much about it. Over a couple of beers, I told him I'd take his job, and he said, come on in. And the next day, I went in, and I said, I'm here for Danny's job. And they were like, you are? <laughs> and uh, Danny was like, yeah, I quit. And he walked out the back door, and I said, I'll take his job. What was that? What was the job? Oh, just like shop rat, you know, busting up the floors, changing the glassing room, sweeping, boxing, you know. Yeah. Five bucks an hour stuff. <laughs> wow. What? Well, so, who... What was your first job in the industry? Was that your first job in the industry? That was my first. Uh, I worked at Brave New World okay. for a quick for a quick minute, but that was my first like real like surf industry job where like you know you see how the boards are made and everything. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Adam? Uh, I worked at Brave New World as a kid, and then I helped uh, like help Dean Schoonover, who was a rep at one point, like help him do a little bit. And then I moved to California like two weeks after I graduated high school. And I got a job making surf leashes at a company called Bullies. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, yeah. Bullies. Yeah. We used to make everything for like frack tops, Bullies, um, a little bit for Dekine. And then it was right when On a Mission was coming out. Okay. So then we did like everything for On a Mission and... I just glued the leash. It's a little like end piece and then put the swivel in. It was pretty brainless. I probably killed all my brain cells getting in <laughs> But you could do that probably, you know, any time you go surf when it was good, you take surf breaks and then come back and was it uh, a timeline? It was, uh, we got paid uh, piecework. Yeah. So you would go in there, you would see your orders, you do it as fast as you could. So you could go surf all day. Is that why my only awesome. snapped? <laughs> uh, I, have a funny, I, have, I have a really funny story about that. Uh, it was the sa- the sample run for them. Shane Dorian was going to Tavarua, and my roommate, Eddie Mays, was putting all the leashes together for Shane. And he was like, he, there's three steps, and he forgot to do the first step. Because he <laughs> and uh, Shane Dorian went to Tavarua, and every single leash broke. No way. Oh. Yeah, that it was is amazing. Of, so they almost they almost lost the account at Bullies, but uh, they fired Eddie and they apologized and they cleaned it all up and that was the deal with that one. <laughs> oh my gosh, such well, a small world. I love it. We'll have to ask Shane about that next time. Every single board fucking went across. Yeah. That's hilarious. So did did you come out to California before or was like? That was your maiden voyage, or had you made trips out to California before? Um, no, I never have, but I was all over the Caribbean and, like, like Central America. And then I graduated, and I figured I needed it to California, so I hopped in my car, and we drove straight through. And then I ended up staying on and off in California for, like, five years. Okay. And then got sick of working in a shitty little factory and <laughs> I just knew like I can't do that forever but I did kind of blow it because when we first got to Oceanside in like 95 like we were a block from the beach and that whole neighborhood if you had a little bit of backing and knew what you were doing you could have bought houses for $200,000 yeah. $80,000 oh my gosh been a millionaire if you knew what you were doing yeah Woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? Uh, oh, yeah. 
Um, when we first got there, the town was really rough. Oh yeah, you I mean, couldn't walk down. You couldn't walk down the street at night if you uh, walked down the wrong <laughs> block. You got jumped for sure. Yeah. What, was, what, tur- what turned it around? Tourism or just investors and made it all nice? Tour, you know, like how did how did it turn in? I think everyone wants to get near the coast. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it got really expensive in San Clemente, and then it kind of went south, and then. Carlsbad was always really nice, and that kind of pushed north, you know? Yeah. I think one of the richest areas in the country is Encinitas now. Yeah. Yeah. So so you said you, you wanted to come out and try your hand at being a pro. You, you had to have been pretty. Oh, yeah, I did. Like all... So you realized you, you weren't going to make it as a pro surfer. Then what happened? I came to Jersey to work for the summer to try to go to Hawaii and just do a winter out there and i started working in a restaurant called union landing which the schmidt zone and uh their son pat schmidt is a pro surfer in the area yeah so yeah i've heard of him yeah great great family awesome family business um so i did that and then at the end of the summer for some odd reason i went to north carolina and uh <laughs> I went to in wilmington I went for hotel management and then culinary arts, and it was a great time. It was a really nice area. And then, um, couple questions: uh, Did did you go to Hawaii quite a bit when you were younger? No, no I just wanted to go because uh, that's all you see, and like I thought you could, you know, how you in your mind Char- like, want to charge there. a pipeline. Yeah, I'm going to go there and stand in barrels of pipe, and you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So type of deal. So, as I got older, I kind of realized, like, what so, real, what it really is like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, what what it, made you uh, take up hotel and culinary? Because I thought I would be a good job, so I could bounce around and travel and end up in areas like that I wanted to be, like mm. in hotels in the tropics, and then do that, and then come home for the summer because New Jersey in the summer is too much it's awesome here in the summer it's a gorgeous weather there's a lot of tourism going on you just it's a, a lot so yeah. you always have to come home so i thought i would travel in the winter and then come home in the summer and then i was that's working. a good game plan right there yeah i was doing that but then when you are in the restaurant business as brian can tell you because he used to run an applebee's you're you go in there at eight in the morning you're there until 11 o'clock at night yeah Restaurant you know. business has got to be the most demanding, you know, challenging day to day work. That's excruciating. And, and That's worse than retail. Re- yeah, I was just going to say, and the second worst would be retail. <laughs> Here we are. You get a lot better quality of life in the retail world. Yeah. And you yeah. get some kickbacks for sure. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, well, Brian and I have like a good situation. Like if the waves are good and we're both there. He can run out and surf a couple hours because we're like three blocks from the beach. So you can like take turns and jump in the water here and there. You can surf before work and sometimes after. Or like when you're in the restaurant, you're there at eight in the morning till the end. And then you have drinks and then you go to bed and you're not waking up until you're going into work. Yeah. Well, let's go back. And it's and- physic- physically demanding too, like the whole time. Dude, in the summer times, it's so hot here. So the kitchens are like insanely hot like yeah. it's like boiling like you can't even touch pots unless you have a rag because it's so hot 
Let's talk about um, your first shop that you worked at. Uh, I worked at Brave New World and Point Pleasant. Um, it's owned by Billy Lammers. It was kind of like we all joke about like how it is like a university for it because every rep in the area, they've all worked there. You know, yeah. everyone that we deal with is, has come from working there. You know? Yeah, that's like Huntington Surfing Sport. A lot of reps came out of there. It's the same idea, but it's huge. Brave New World, huge show. Yeah, huge. And they got a couple yeah. shots. Uh, Couple locations too, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Hunt, Huntington Surfing Sports more like a surf shop, where Braves just kind of more of like a a big department store that has surf, surf stuff. Sports, you know? yeah. yeah. So, so you were telling us about the first shop that you were um, part of that, that you got to be a, a what you call oh, a yeah. partner, right? Uh, yeah, that was that was. <laughs> That was up in Long Beach, 45 minutes north of the town we live in now. Okay. Uh, it opened right at the beginning of, like, 2004. Um, it had really good momentum. It was doing really good. And then one day, my business partner, that which owns Inlet Outlet, kind of got, like, weird about the situation. Um, and then he just didn't want to be part of it anymore. So he sold his shares to one of my older buddies, and we ran it out until um, right when the stock market crashed. We had a huge housing market. Yeah, like, it was nuts. Was that did did your partner have retail experience in the past from, like, surf shops? Um, no, that business partner owned an industrial roofing business. So he just realized, like, bottom line, and that was it. Yeah, it was really hard to deal with like that aspect of it. And him and I were really good buddies. He was unbelievable surfer. He was kind of like an older mentor to me. And it kind of sucks because it kind of ruined our relationship. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like we're like we. He lost a lot of money. I lost money, but we were able to sell it, which was like the best thing. Because selling a retail store is almost impossible. Yeah. So we were able to sell it and get out of the situation that we were in. And then uh, my wife um, was working for free people and she came home and she was just over traveling. Like she was, she would come home for two days and then a car service would pick her up and then she'd be gone for a week. And then she was all over setting up a retail location for free people. All across America. So she was like a visual merchandiser? Or a high, like she worked with uh, personnel. She did visual merchandising. She did everything. Yeah, she's a merchandiser, account fill, everything. Wow. wow. Yeah. And then she came over and she said she wanted to open up a woman's boutique. And I and she wanted to have a baby at the same time. So I was like, we're going to have a baby and you're going to open up a women's clothing store. And I just sold a store. Almost, no, my store was like going out of business at this time because it was like so slow up there. And was that was 2008, like, yeah, you said? That was like 2008, 2009. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to open a store in Spring Lake, New Jersey, which is two towns from we are, where we are. We live in Manasquan. And uh, she uh, went for it and she got a lease and got a loan and she's five stores later now and you're kidding me 
She has five stores, or you guys, or she? Oh, she has four, no, four stores, sorry. She's had that before. What, what's so, the name of the stores? Uh, she owns women's clothing stores called Water Lily. Water Lily. Yeah, I like she it. Has a, she has a women's clothing line called Moonlight Lily. Wow. Yeah, she's so. a da- get her on the get her on the episode, man. Yeah, she's on the couch. <laughs> We're talking to the wrong entrepreneur here. <laughs> Does she surf? <laughs> yeah, she's right. a good little goofy footer. She just cruises though mid length. Oh, that's awesome, dude. She's a mid. Um, so wow, that's that's killer. Congratulations on that. Um, yeah, sometimes. So so and, 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 and April's really stressful. April's yeah, it usually is, right? You, you started she started getting all of her bikinis and all of her summer product like two months ago and it's still cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's wild. <laughs> Welcome to retail, huh? Yeah, she sells like uh like three hundred dollar beach cover ups. Damn. She's um, not it's the only surf she does sell surf brand. She sells uh rhythm bikinis. And then she does a little bit of a muse, and that's pretty much it in the surf world. Nice. She used that's to awesome. do, uh, remember Quicksilver had like a nice women's line? Yeah, yeah Quick Women's. Yeah, it was yeah, epic. You had that for a little bit. She sold it really well, and then they, they combusted. You know, the yeah. guy that uh, started that Quicksilver women's line is the guy that started uh, Outer Known. Oh, no way. Yeah, John Moore. He was like the original guy that launched Quicksilver Women's. Okay. Yeah. She does like a lot of like off like Australian brands and you know like Spell and those types of. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, non-traditional big box, something different that you can't get yes. everywhere. But the show is not about Water Lily. The show is about Bear Wipes. <laughs> <laughs> so so um. She convinced us to open a store. So uh, I was always good friends with Brian, and I knew. He would like to be in the surf industry because he was in the past. And so I called him up and I said, there's an opportunity in Spring Lake if you want to do this. And which was crazy because he had like a real corporate shop and was like, had. Was that Applebee's? Yeah, Brian, what what were you doing? I was just one of the managers. It sounds funny, but it paid well and it had uh, good benefits. There, There was a future there if that was your path you know uh, yeah i was on year five i think and it yeah. was no longer my path and uh this came up and i was weighing weighing the uh risk you know i would i took a huge pay cut personally you know <laughs> yeah yeah but it does you start your own uh, own thing yeah um, i you know lost my benefits and lost a 401k <laughs> <laughs> were you but married we, at the I, time no I, I was single yeah um so Good thing. I don't have to worry about it so much. And then, I, you know, I still, I was 35, so still young enough to recover if it didn't work out. But uh, mental sanity is a, a bit more important than yeah. uh, quality money. of life. Yeah. But, but you also had, you know, you're, you're putting into something that you have ownership and the passion of oh, like, yeah, making yeah. it be successful and not having to rely on a corporate like backing is probably a whole nother world. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is nice going to work knowing your paycheck's there, but it's also uh, not as nice knowing that you could lose that at any moment anyway because yeah. somebody doesn't like you at the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, 
So you guys both came from the culinary like world, and then you got you know back into retail in the surf world. I love it. Yeah, my first real retail gig. You know, I, I worked at Brave New World. You know, real short period of time. I was more the back back end of the surf world. You know, yeah. Or, and, you know, so when so, you guys grew up, was there like a local surf shop you guys like kind of grew grew up in or like hung out at? Is there any local like? Well, in Manasquan, you go to Inlet Outlet, and uh, okay. I grew up here. But Brave the World had a real surf team. Like it was, you wanted to go surf over there. So I was like one of the only kids from Manasquan that went and surfed for Brave the World. Yeah, they had all the hot brands. They had all new emerging brands. They had, you know, legitimate oh, yeah, business. They got, like, sick, like, team jackets and, like, sweatpants. And they paid yeah. your contest fee. They hooked you up with yeah, stuff. If a, if a brand was going to come do a tour, like a video premiere, or bring some pros through town, they're going to Brave New World. And that's that was the hot spot. He has a pull, too, though, because that store in Manasquan, it's – there's a lot of people in this one town and they only shop there. So yeah, he does, he does great numbers, you know, was it hard goods driven or they do a lot of soft goods too? Uh, he did a lot of soft goods. Uh, his hard goods was really small. So yeah. you walk into brave in the world and they would have like 800 boards on the floor. Wow. Kind of just made you like, you wanted to be in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you were like a true, like inlet cord, yeah, local. At Inlet Outlet. And I kind of was like, wanted to be the pro kid, so I went over that way. Yeah. My yeah, younger it's, like brother, a, it's like a kid in a candy shop at that Brave New World. Yeah, yeah. You know? My younger brothers surf for Inlet Outlet, and I surfed for Brave New World. <laughs> <laughs> he was true to his school. Yeah, he was true. He was true talent. <laughs> so going back to, to your guys' new venture, um, did when you have started, to? Did you have year? to get small business loans and all that? Um, no. I just went through the family. Little little family crowdfunding. Yeah. Family and I was already had new a lot of reps, so I was able to get terms right off the get go. Yeah. With some friends, and then we started in one location, which was like killer, but it was on a side street. It was like gorgeous. But in the town we're in, if you're not on the main street, yeah, you're dead. Location, so, uh, location, location, right? Yeah. So, so we've we, we have moved the store three times, and now we're in a big enough space that's what we need, and we're finally getting it situated where it needs to be. Um, we've been growing every year. We the amount of growth is really really crazy for a retail store. Yeah, but now. You never know what's going to happen with what's going on. How big is your How big is your location? Uh, it's tough to say because we have a basement, we have a garage. The retail square footage of just retail, where we sell, is probably like thirteen hundred square feet. But then we have a yeah. big garage and a basement where we just pack it and just throw everything on the floor. So when you come in on the weekends in the summer, it's always new, different product. That's awesome. So, yeah. And that 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 business started in 2010. You said, yeah, 2010. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Well, good job, you guys. Ten yeah. years already. <laughs> yeah, but now we got this disease, so we have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to be great, bro. It's going to be great. 
Yeah. So, uh, so, um, they're already talking on the news, uh, New York beaches, they might not open them for the summer. So that's like crazy, you know, like, it's going to be great. Cause they'll be coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be even crazier because, uh, they won't want, like our area won't want, we're already telling people they can't rent. Like our towns, we have summer rental houses, which is like huge, right? Like really good money. Our population probably triples in the summer months, and now they're saying they don't want these people coming here. So what are we going to do? Yeah. Right. Jeez. So crazy. Like, Brian's been applying for all the grants, everything, payroll protection, everything. Yeah. And everything's like, oh, um, it's closed right now. Like, everything's just closed. found out today that oh, the whole, that $300 billion relief package is sold out. It's, it's already, already gone. Yeah. Already gone as of noon yesterday. Wow. Oh, last week, we had work stopping with our insurance, which we pay for every, you know what I mean? We pay for it. Out of nowhere, they told us we have a disease clause, which they won't cover the virus because it's a disease. <sighs> I don't That's know. so sad. Dude, Hurricane Sandy, they didn't let us use work stoppage. Because the storm was an act of God. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. When it comes down to it, there's a clause for everything except for fire, pretty much. Yeah. So if crazy. Fire, if the place caught on fire, there wouldn't be a clause. At least you guys don't have earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The like, one thing, right? Like, where we are, we're, like, so close to New York. So, like, whatever's going on in New York, it downplays to us. So, like... If they can't open up non-essential retail in New York, they probably won't be opening it down here, you know? Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go back. So 2010, you guys open up, and you said you had, you pretty much knew all the reps, so you got all yeah. the brands pretty easily, all the brands you wanted, all the boards not, you wanted? No, not all the ones that you'd really want. Like, But you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you couldn't get, yeah. like, Quick, you couldn't get Volcom, you couldn't get Billabong. Because yeah. Those snobs. so close to Inlet Outlet that he was just pissing and moaning the whole time about it. So, right. You know, but we got, we had good enough, like, Brian has a good eye for, like, some of the other brands that you wouldn't think of. And we were doing a lot of the smaller brands, like Australian brands and stuff like that in the beginning. How, how did you guys uh, come up with the name? Like, who came up with it and the logo? That was because uh, the owner of Inlet Outlet, his friends owned a surfboard company back in the 70s. And the surfboards were called Bear Wires. Yep. And their shop was called Forever Changes. And that was in Belmar. So he felt like he wanted to open up a shop in this guy's honor. So he used Bear Wires. And I opened was working at running that store and became an owner. So it was easy for us to carry brands down here if I kept that name. Oh. Yep. So, but it's, oh, it's always been a battle because my wife hates the name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been the Water thing. Lily does sound better. Oh, uh, yeah. But you, but you do got to go with what, you know, people are familiar with and they know. It's like, hey, we just reopened and, you know, we've it, had it, all these it, brands it, in the past. It, 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 Transfer brands like Patagonia, like jumped right in. You know what I mean? Just because of the name of the store, so like that. And uh, back in the day, like Nike SB was like huge, like Nike skateboarding. Yeah. So they came to us because I 
had a really good account with them. Uh, Vans opened us right away because I had a really good account with them. And then, you know, other brands followed with that. Yeah. Well, it helps when you get some anchor, anchor brands that everyone else will follow, right? That and some cool reps that back you and they could, like, you know, vouch for you. Yeah, a lot of them were people we grew up with. And, you know, it's kind of like Brian and I have a deal where all of our friends that are reps, we give their lines two seasons, even if it's like a new line. And if it doesn't work out in two seasons, then we, you know, we always give everybody a try that is like our, that we know, you know, if we yeah. have face contact with, we always give everybody a chance. We almost got out and on going. We were going to do it. It just, it just, something happened. But something happened to it, man. Listen, if we get through this summer. It was that minimum order. <laughs> hey, 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 wait, 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 let's not bring that up. <laughs> what, wait, Brian, what was that minimum order? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I think it. I don't think it has anything to do with the minimum order. I think it has to do everything with about the rep. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> he's great. Who's your rep? Oh, Son of a bitch! Dude, I see him. He's like at the Atlantic City trade shows, like smiling. I'm like, oh, he's. Yeah. That's because he lives in California. <laughs> he's, a, he's smiling like, damn, I'm glad I'm uh, on the West Coast. No, he's a great rep. That guy is a, a true salesman, right there. Yeah. When we first opened in Spring Lake, our number one big brand was Ruka. Ruka. That was through that was through Paul Kane, and he was a great classic rep. Um, I think he's oh. now for maybe like Tom's. Some, no, no, he's, no, he's out. Of, he's like in there. he's out of the industry, right? Like Harley Davidson or something. Harley yeah. Davidson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He used he to have bad. this hotel show like uh, up the street of from where our shop was for all the local shops. And he'd get like the little mom and pop hotel room that had a living room. And we rolled up and he comes walking out saying goodbye to an account. And he has a captain's hat on and boxers and a button shirt. And, and that's how he showed the line. Yeah, that's so good. good. He's a ledge. A robe and underwear. Yeah. yeah. There was another account with us, which was like two women. Two women, yeah. He was just like showing the line in his underwear hanging out. <laughs> I've done that before. No, I haven't. <laughs> Paul is epic. Yeah. Oh, he was he was so weird. He was really funny. He gave us a great chance and we owe him huge because that was like a huge brand to get from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Rook is definitely one of the, the best brands out, out there for sure. Um, yeah, we did really good with their with the pants. We like stick to just basics and pants with them. And that's like our pant go-to for back to school. And yeah, good. those commodity items are huge. Yeah. So during the um, high times of the season, how many employees do you guys have? Oh, it varies. We can have we can have like seven, eight, nine kids, but it's really hard because you don't kids don't want to work anymore. So you have to have like. <laughs> To cover like one week, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, uh, I just want to get enough hours to keep my parents off my back, but I really don't want to be here. Brian Two. does it. Brian does the schedule. I don't know how he doesn't want to kill these kids. <laughs> the parents we'll will actually about call. two days a week, about four hours a day, and that that don't ask them for any more, and maybe a day off too, and in, in those two days. That's yeah. so crazy. 
Yeah, and now, and now they're getting paid like twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, That's minimum wage is huge, right? And they still well, work. <laughs> I I used to want to work every holiday at Huntington Service Port just because I knew it was time and a half. I'm like, oh, there's a holiday, sign me up. I'm there. I'm working. I didn't yeah. care. I was so stoked to like get that extra little cash and be available anytime. Yeah, but Laura would want to work because all the hot moms and and their daughters would come in during the high times. (laughs) That's right. Right? (laughs) I was a great salesman. Still am. You need need help getting this to your car? (laughs) So... Part of uh, part of what we want to remind people why why you know yeah you know surf shops are a business, but it's also an integral part of each local community, you know, because you guys have been around for ten years now, right? And you've been putting tax dollars in the local community, and you're employing local community kids, right? Oh yeah. We have tons of parents that come in and ask for jobs for their kids. The kids don't even come in. It's the parents. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like people forget that. So instead yeah. of, you know. Not even that. Every school, every sport team, every organization. Can you donate? Can you donate? Asking for donations. Yeah. So it's wild how much we donate in a year. It's wild. How much do you think? A couple sure. grand? Wow. See, that's 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 what people forget, and that's why we like, you know, having surf shops come on the sh- on the podcast because that's our livelihood, right? It's Lar- Larson and I are both reps, and we deal with shops like you, and instead of going to Amazon or direct to consumer, dude, go to Bear Wires because not only do they have the same great product. But they're also, you know, part of the local economic community. And and it's like if they don't have it, they most likely can get it. Just if if you're not an impulse like shopper and you need it, yeah, like, shop- like right there, like hey, give us a couple days, we'll reach out and we'll figure out and we'll get it here. You yeah. know, like it's okay. it's it's about working working with the uh, you know the brands and figuring it out. Yeah, and it's also about the customer service, the product knowledge. Oh. All that great stuff that you can't get on the internet, you know. And getting kids stickers and some free shipping companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stickers. We always so, talk about how huge stickers are, and it's like it's never changed. I mean, it was big when we were kids, and it's still big now. I, although I don't feel like this, the stickers have. I think they've kind of, kind of fallen off a little bit from you know the corporate brand side. We throw yeah. a bunch in the off shipping for you, and then that's a stop a few years ago. Yeah. 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 That's who, that's how we used to pay for our pizza dinners and like Jan's like health bar. <laughs> sell, sell a dozen stickers. You got you got lunch right there. Sorry, so, Pi, but no. I mean, you know, that's how it happened. So um, let's talk about surfing. What um, where where was your last surf trip? Where was your where'd you guys go? I've seen I've seen one of you guys posting about Bali, right? Was that you, Adam? <laughs> We go to Bali um, for Easter because my wife makes clothing over there. Ooh. But uh, it's been awesome. It's been like the last six Easters we've been. But uh, we had plans on going this year, but this whole mess just started. So yeah. uh, 
like she has um, like an agent there, um, a production manager, and they're you know we have like a really good friend that is our driver there. He just takes care of us, and you know the culture's there. They're like really welcoming and like they're like our family. Yeah. So sucks not going there this year. Like our kids go, and these people like you know our kids hang out with their kids. It's like a family event. Yeah. And, really sucks up going out there right now. Where do you guys stay when you go out there? Uh, we stay in Seminyak for a little bit, and then we just stay on the Bouquet, like right above Bingham. And nice. Surf that whole area. We used to do Changu, but uh, it's just a mess there. It's just like getting so developed and just so... Suburbia, you can't even get in and out. Yeah, our first couple of trips there, like I thought we found heaven in that neighborhood. But yeah. It's totally different. So now we just like to, uh, we stay in the back parts of Bing and we're like, where it's really quiet and, you know, just do our family thing. And my, both of my kids surf. So they surf when we're there. And if it's small enough, like Abby will surf Bing and just do a lot of work. We do a, a lot of work. We probably work really hard for seven days straight and then do like four days of just family time. That's killer. Yeah. Yeah. The work, it's a real work. We're like factories and it's hot. It's a lot going on. Yeah. It's great. Traffic's insane. Like just to go like 17 miles takes you like two and a half hours. I know. It's insane. The last time I was there was 2014. Okay. Yeah. Can't wait to get back there. I, uh, one trip, uh, 2010, I landed surfed it was really good the next day i woke up uluwatu's like unbelievable it looks like a movie like almost too big i paddled out um got to the outside there was like three people out like you needed like an eight foot board and a paddle vest i got freaked out i got washed all the way down to padang <laughs> i walked back up to our place and uh i got to their villa i was staying in and i got a phone call Abby, my wife, was in labor with my youngest son, Finn. Oh, my gosh. Back, back in America. So, <laughs> yeah, and she told me to go. She's like, don't worry about it. I'm not going to have this kid until you get back. So I'm in, I'm in Bali, freaking the hell out, trying to get a plane ticket to come home. And she was, like, so good. She was like, I'm fine. Just stay and sit there until you come home. Yeah. And really lucky because it was like false labor, but they uh, put her on bed rest. So I was just like a nervous wreck the whole trip. But <laughs> And it ain't, it ain't an easy travel back, right? Cause I, I, I had that happen no, on a, here, on a boat here, trip. Uh, from here, door to door is like 32 hours. Yeah, you guys tack yeah. on another 10 hours. I think for us it's yeah. 22 I, yeah. I was in Mentawi's and I had that call. No, and the captain comes and wakes me up at like three in the morning, you know, middle of the night, like three. He's like, hey, you got a call like from your wife. You got to talk to her. I call, hey. you know, I get on the phone and it's like. And you now they're like so In labor. I got to go. So, We're delivering in like so tomorrow. Fit. You got to get home. <laughs> what was that, Adam? They're like so family oriented there. They like were looking at me like I was like a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> I was over there and my wife was here in labor. It was, it was horrible. That's crazy. But, 
we made it through, and now we have a ten-year-old. Epic. Is, is, uh, is that one of your favorite destinations? Uh, we really love Barbados the most. Uh, Soup Bowls? Soup Bowls is really awesome. We stay on the south coast. Um, yep. And it's just like a quiet residential neighborhood, like right at South Point. And we just rent uh, rent houses there and just do that little zone. And my wife can surf Freights Bay, which is like a perfect little left. And then my boys surf like South Point. And then if I want to go to Super Bowl, it's like a 20-minute car ride. Are you yeah. goofy or regular, Adam? I'm goofy foot and Brian's goofy also. Nice. Bri- Brian, where, where's your like like destination of surf trip? Like, Where's your favorite place to go and where have you been? Um, I, <clears throat> I've been to Bali a couple of times. You know, I, I've nice. Seen the, I've seen the recent version and I was there in 2000. I want to say yeah it's all the lesser developed version of it as well um right i just got back from barbados with uh my one and a half year old and uh, my wife so that-, that was our first that was our first trip uh with the baby on a plane so it was a little bit of surfing and yeah. a lot of uh baby beach time <laughs> nice is, nice is is, is- like Barbados and, and, and Puerto Rico, they're kind of the most consistently like surf, you know, swelled, you know, hits like islands in the Caribbean, right? They're always they always have waves, don't they? Definitely, yeah. definitely. Barbados hey, for those for those that out there, it's not that good, but you know, <laughs> you know, just just saying, they have a lot of uh, Mount Gay is really good, and there's some uh, really tasty no. uh, Caribbean food and drinks. Have you been? Have you been to Barbados? I have. Yeah, it's awesome. There's like unbelievable culture. Yeah, Lynn still has areas that haven't been touched. It's just like gorgeous. The people, yeah, are like they rely on tourism, so they're like overly nice. It's for the Caribbean. It's like one of the best spots you can go. Yeah, yeah it reminds me of full like old school Hawaii, where you're going through the like you know the sugarcane fields, like go to the yeah. you know the the East Coast and. You know, you're just like, you know, there's little pockets of little towns, but it's a really cool little island vibe and the people are so nice. You feel like you're in the Caribbean. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've never made it out to Barbados. I've been to Puerto Rico a couple of times and surfed there a couple of times, but we'll, yeah. we'll have to arrange a trip. We'll all meet up there. It's, ins- you'll, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is Supol's like built up? Cause there was that, that one little oh. hotel on the, like the, the cliff. That's and then there was a couple of like like little surf camp like slash like bungalows. That one on the cliff is vacant. It's just sitting there. No way. Touched it. And then there's a couple other little hotels in the next bay. Yeah. The whole area is looks like it did in the eighties. Sick. That's yeah. a, that's really good. <laughs> and then we had to go like catch a bus. We actually used to catch the the island bus. Oh yeah. All, all the way to the other side where all the, like, clubs are. Oh, yeah. And then, and then you know, we'd drink the whole way there on the bus, and then we would end up catching a creepy cab back in the middle of the night, like, wondering <laughs> if we're going to get stabbed in the freaking sugarcane field. No, and just, But they weren't. They were super cool. The guy would pull over, and we're like, what, what are you doing? We're <laughs> wasted. And, you know, it's, it's like 2 a.m. He's like, oh, I'm, I just got to take a pee. It's all good. And I swear we thought we weren't making it back to the other side. But it was so much fun. It was killer place. We used to go there when we were younger. I went with Brian and a bunch of other buddies. And we used to go on the bus just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> just on the dip. 
Oh, yeah. The bus is like riding a roller coaster. Oh, guys are rolling. Yeah, funny, funny stuff on the on the on the back yeah. of the bus. Yeah. <laughs> funny stuff. My parents let me go there for the first time. I might have been 14 years old without any, without any supervision. That was with that was with Brad and us, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, my parents were like real. My dad's a high school principal. My mom's a teacher, and they're like so old school like republican but with like that type of stuff like surfing and all that they would be like just go and don't get into yeah. trouble yeah they would <laughs> let me go i went to puerto rico when i was like 12 without any parents damn that's yeah. awesome yeah it's nuts so <laughs> so going back to the shop i mean it is, uh, you guys are saying to barely keeping the lights on. You guys are doing curbside service and and doing stuff on the internet. You, I mean, e-com, right? Yeah. But before, yeah, were, you, were you doing a lot of business off of e-com or not at all? We've always focused a lot on internet and other aspects of selling online. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's really good at like situating like, we sell off like Wanello, Pinterest, like everything. You know okay. I mean? Nice. Yeah. So you guys are adapting and, and adapting with the times and it all to... links through the main site, you know, like it's just, you just add an app, you add an app and then, uh, it just gets your product out onto more channels and more free advertising. That's it. Oh, yeah. Self marketing. Brian's unbelievable at figuring all that out where like I'll read like one sentence and I'm like, but Brian just like figures it all. Like I would be totally screwed if I, if, if we weren't partners cause he's like the back end of everything, you know, what a, what a, what a great relationship. Yeah. You, got, you know, best buds from, from your youth, but yet you're like it's the, the, first the balance time, of the, opposites. It's the first time I've seen Brian since before he went to Barbados. Yeah. Because he went to Barbados <laughs> And then we've got on lockdown here. Oh, wow. In Barbados. I'm like, dude, you have no fucking idea what's happening here. I'm like, it's getting fucking crazy. When did you, uh, when did you get back from Barbados? I left the week before New York city exploded and I landed during complete chaos. I had to go through JFK and. Oh my gosh. Change our clothes in the fucking lot because we didn't thought we'd have the, 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 COVID on us, so we changed at the parking space, and it was so scary. He, he did it with a one-year-old, and I'm texting him, like, dude, you have no idea. I'm like, I like, I almost got, I like flipped out, because he was like, dude, I'm like, maybe, maybe gonna try to like extend the trip, but he didn't, he said it weird, I'm like, you have no idea what the fuck's going on here. He's like, well, I don't want to fly home today, because the airport the line was like seven hours. We were trying to stay a little bit longer to avoid the, the airport line. <laughs> right, right, right. So oh, what was that, like the second week of March? Uh, it was March. Uh, it got really bad here that second week. And yeah, like March 14th, 15th. Yeah. It, was, it got crazy around here. We closed the store 16. A, week, a week before the state told us we had to close because the area we live in, it's all summer homes and yeah. everybody from New York escaped New York and came here. But they're telling people, if you're leaving New York, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And the weather broke. It was gorgeous here. 
our town looked like summer. It was insane. It so it's like unbelievably unsafe. Wow. We just closed. Like we had college kids coming in the store that were in Spain two days before they were in the store. I'm like, you guys were just in France and Spain and Italy. Yeah. And I was shocked. Yeah. I mean, like, it's insane. How's how's been the like local community and stuff? Have you do you guys have friends or family or customers that gotten COVID? My father-in-law passed away two Sundays ago from it. Dude, wow, that's so intense. Yeah, so. it was it was really quick. He went in on Thursday. What? My, my wife was able to talk to him on the telephone, and then he passed away Sunday morning. Did he have you know like? Respiratory illnesses, res- yeah. like, I mean, it, 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 I, it's a full body makeup thing. It hits, it can, there's 20 year olds that are passing away from it, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. But my, her dad was in a horrible accident, like maybe nine years ago. And he's been quadriplegic in a wheelchair. And, you know, he wasn't the best health, but, you know, like. If this wasn't going around, he wouldn't have passed away. Yeah. You know? So sad. Yeah, like, sorry, man. It could have been, like, another couple of years from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But when they took him into Brick Hospital, which is our local hospital, it was so full that he had to sit in the emergency room until they put him on hospice, which was right at the end. He asked to be on it. And then that was couple hours he wasn't in the emergency room because it was so full there you know yeah. everybody that had it like we have a friend who's a nurse that lives behind us and all 17 of her patients have are in it you know what i mean yeah yeah it's so crazy because we're kind of i mean for us out here and where we live we haven't had any kind of you know interaction, interaction with, with it, any, like yeah we're just so close to New York. That's yeah. a, a issue, you know? And, and everybody's traveling from there and going out, like you said, to their vacation home or second home or just getting out. And it's just, yeah, funneling it. Yeah. yeah. My wife travels in New York for work. and um, Still? We, well, no, no, no. Not so we, we left uh, for vacation the 9th, and her last day of work was a few days before that. And... To this day, we, we say that saved her from any kind of exposure because she left oh, and went back game. to work. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. You so. don't even know how, like, the long term, like, we could be healthy, but if we got it and you got it, we're the point where you never know. You may never be able to, like, jog down the block. You put the kitty back in the cage. You don't know what it's going to do to your lungs or, you know what I mean? It's a much bigger thing than, like, people. Yeah, have to go home. I don't, I can't help. Yeah, who knows what this thing's gonna do? But yeah, I mean, it, we can it only hope crazy. for the best. Prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, it it sucks because I feel like you know we have a lot in common as far as you know the surf shop like rep relationship and and what we're both going through. You know, it's like we're we're hurting. You yeah. know, oh, it yeah. sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And it sucks for not just our industry, but many other industries. And, you know, whether, you know, this was a, 
you know, deliberate, you know, I, I mean, there's so much media out there. That, I, I was reading into that in like January about that one lab in that neighborhood where the wet market was. Exactly. I was reading yeah. that in like January and I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And yeah. then last night on the news, they start talking about it. But is that like something like Trump's using to be like, you know what I mean? To like, it's a whole, who knows? Who knows? But I mean, they were even doing simulations of this exact thing back in October of 19. Yeah, they, know, were, so, they were doing it with because apparently bats have like this one strand and they were like playing with the mutations of it and everything like that. But and it was like funny. They've been doing that Russia. for years, but it was funded by Russia by a Harvard professor in China. Like the whole so thing. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so it's like a movie like outbreak or something that, you know, it's just like, is this, <laughs> yeah. this should be a movie and not reality. Like this yeah, is yeah. crazy then, like, that we can let this happen. Like, they did it so people would have to stay home so they could do like 5G network. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> I don't have 5G yet. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my wife's cell, my wife's cell phone over uh, by the river last night, it was saying 5G. Uh, <laughs> is she yeah. part of the conspiracy? Yeah. No wonder yeah, her yeah. businesses have been so successful. Yeah, she's got oh, five yeah. feet. You don't want to talk to her about politics. Yeah, and we're we're not. And believe me, we don't. That's not what our show's about. We're we're about we're about surfing, businesses, positivity, and 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 staying positive. And we don't want to go down that rabbit hole of you know who who knows who knows what. Right, you can talk to you once. But it was crazy because this is the first time I've seen Brian since like March 9th, Right, so funny, and. uh, we live like blocks away, but here it's like you go to the food store when you need to. Like <laughs> I go, I don't. My wife doesn't go. I do all the shopping for us and my parents. And then you quarantine yourself for two weeks. <laughs> no, but it's weird now because everybody, even when you're driving, everyone has masks on. Yeah. And like I'm delivering stuff to the post office with a mask on. I'm like, dude, if I walked in here last year with this mask on, I would have been shot. Yeah. You know? Hey, for sure. Hey, listeners can't see us. I'm actually wearing a mask now. That's why it sounds kind of funny. You know, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm just I'm looking at you guys through FaceTime, and I'm just you know I'm going to keep the mask on. All right, let's go back to surfing. So you you we saw the the wave pool in that mall in New Jersey. Yeah, my son have you been? To, no, my son was supposed to go yesterday for a whole type of day. What? Canada. There's a wave pool in New Jersey. Wait, yeah, I'm looking mall. this up right now. It's the same wave American Dream, window, but it's smaller. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't look that good though, right? For a kid, it looks sick. Oh, for a kid, for sure. Because yeah, I saw footage or a picture of Rob Kelly pulling it's into totally a. totally pitching out like a freaking tube. Yeah, you get barreled, you come out, and then there's a turn section. So if you're like, my kid's ten, you would've been freaking out. You know? Have you guys gone to Waco at all, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done Waco? Yeah, uh, I went. I, uh, Vans uh, rented it out for a day, and I was uh, lucky enough to get invited. Sick. It was a good time. I was sore when I left, and uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a it, great time. It yeah. kills your your calf muscles. Kill. Yeah. I was. I, uh, I went in October. Um, 
uh, Rob McCarty from Vizsla, from Vizsla. Yeah, yeah. He's been a bunch of times, and he organized a full day from 8 in the morning, or no, 9 in the morning to 8 p.m. Uh, it was 16 of us, and the buy-in was like, it was silly. It was crazy cheap. Yeah. So uh, my son, for his 10th birthday, my wife and I surprised him, and we took him out there, and it was great. He got to surf with like all these little San Clemente kids and that. It was That's like Vinny awesome. Del- yeah, it was like Vinny Delapine was there. Uh, um, uh, the Hoffmans that own Hoffman Fabrics. Um, the Todd family. It was, it was a good time. It was, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I haven't done um, Waco yet, but I've surfed Surf Ranch a bunch of times. Yeah, a bu- a bu- you hear that? A bunch of a times. bunch, a bunch. <laughs> you, you hey, suck. Hey, you suck, bro. When you're when you're an outer known dealer, you'll get invited. Yeah, <laughs> these guys that I was with, they did the Slater pool like two weeks before. Nice. And they said it was like unbelievable fun, but apparently they only got like four waves or something like that for the day. Yeah. Where. Four yes. waves, they were terrified to fall, so they didn't do anything but go straight and half turn. I was, uh, uh, yeah. I was in Waco with the, he's a buyer at Jack's. He's oh, Jordan. What's that? Uh, Jordan? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, he said um, the Slater wave's probably definitely better. Yeah. But you are afraid to fall. For it sure. It costs way more money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you get definitely more waves in Waco. Oh, for sure. I'd like to try Waco someday for sure. No, the Waco wave when it's on the trestles, like expert setting. Oh, that's the best. If the wind, if the wind is right, that wave is it's unbelievable. So it has a trestle setting. Yeah, it's trestle settings, uh, barrel wedge and air wave, like yeah, it's got a double barrel uh, setting. Nice. Is there was there any talks of more wave pools up in your area? Around um, your area or no? That's it. Um, just that one right now, which is, well, there's going to be one in Long Island, they're saying. Wow. And then one in Virginia Beach. So in here, you know where Palm Springs is? You've heard of Palm Springs? Yeah, you got yes. like three of them there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be uh, Kalani Rob and Shane Magnuson's coming up with one. Josh Kerr and somebody else is coming up with another one. I'm good, right? Hobgood, yeah. And then Slater is going to have one in Palm Springs, too. So there's going to be three. I heard of another, a fourth one, too. So it's going to be exciting once all this shit's done and, and uh, there's more wave pools out there. It's exciting. Yes. I, I, I told Shane he better let us get a session because he stayed at our house a couple times. Nice. So we better get, to go, get out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys tried foiling? No, no, it looks yeah. really fun. Yeah, I, I, I've I, Larson, I don't think he's tried it yet. I haven't tried it yet. We have a, a bunch of good friends that do it, and you know, someday try to yeah, get out there fun. and do that. I, I just, I'm just really cheap. I couldn't, I couldn't see myself spending money on something like that. <laughs> I know, dude, those things are like 1200 bucks or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have, so, you know, so much money. Buying used boards all day, not new ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of what boards do you ride, Brian? Um, I'll I'll try whatever if we have on the racks. Yeah, 
been writing chemistries for a long time. Oh, sick. Um, been get, I'm going to, I've been on a chili, uh, little chili board for a while. Okay. Chemistry is part of the burn like legacy though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Jay Bennett. Yeah. I love Bennett. Yeah. He's a good guy. He also made me realize I wasn't that good when I moved to Oceanside. <laughs> the whole Oceanside crew. <laughs> yeah, him and Jeremy Hyatt were like, I was like, yeah, I'm Jeremy good. Hyatt, yeah. You guys are pretty good. What about what about you, Adam? What, what boards do you ride? Um, I ride a lot of I ride a lot of Jason's boards. Chemistry too? Yeah, I ride a lot of boards from Jay. Um I ride a couple boards from Charles Mansell, which is like a local guy in our area. Okay. He's really good. Um, and I have a couple chili boards that work really well also. Nice. What's a go-to, like a kind of a, like a hybrid cause, or thruster? Do you ride quads, twin fins with the trailer? Like what, what kind of setup? I love like a good 6.0 thruster. Standard. Classic. Yeah. Standard, just like kind of like a longer rail something that we used to be riding like in the early 2000s i hated when everything went like short and squatty i kind of the way i serve i kind of like a longer rail you know my i have a i have an 11 year old he's we've been watching some old footage of me he's like why are you on such a long board Dad? and i'm like that was the boards we rode those were the normal boards six, he, he just, six two 18 and a quarter two and an eighth yeah that's like like when you watch Dane Reynolds' videos, when he wrote a six-one, that was like what he surfed the best. But he was like way thinner too. <laughs> so were you, Lyndon? So were you, Lyndon? Hey, Who's shut up! It's not, the show's judging? not about me. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like the short squatty. Yeah. No, I'm, at, a- I'm actually stuck on a short and squatty. I ride a, a Groveler five-seven, but. It's like perfect for me. When I when I land, well, Lyndon doesn't surf over four foot anyway. <laughs> no, when when I lay on something that's like below like five eleven, like five nine, it just feels like you're sinking. Like it feels like there's nothing under me. Yeah, yeah. Stock dims don't work so much when you're six two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're a tall dude. So, well, shoot. I think uh, we got some cool stories out of you guys. Anything you want to... Uh... Oh, are you guys part of the the Board Riders Clubs out uh, out there? We have one in Manasquan. It's the Manasquan Board Riders. Um, awesome. Larry Smith, Pat's dad, is the president of it. Um, he has been talking with the guys down in South Jersey about getting a competitive team. Yep. Which would be really cool because there's some really good younger kids in our town, and it'd be awesome to compete against the other towns. Yeah. Um, right now, we just run a lot of youth events, and we run a classic longboard event, which is always at the end of the summer, and you have to ride a board from the 70s. It has can have a leash. Uh, they always get really good waves. It's like an awesome event. Nice. And then uh, Brian and I run uh, local events, and we uh, raise a lot of money, and we donate it to uh, out outpatient rehabs and just anything that we can help kids that 
uh, struggling and with drug addiction and anything that we suicide prevention everything that's cool man that's good yeah. philanthropists um you guys yeah. sponsor some some groms too you got a surf team yeah we def- we uh we help we try to help every everybody nice and then if there's kids that are gonna be loyal that have potential we we put a lot of effort into the kids are you guys it's it's your 10 year anniversary then right this year yeah we celebrated with the disease (laughs) don't let that stop the party bro (laughs) you can't you can't let the quarantine stop the party we're gonna have a zoom club yeah when we opened up we threw a bowling party at the bowling alley and we had we had a dj like we went nuts for our opening party so I guarantee they probably forgot about that at the bowling alley. So we could probably <laughs> do it again. Yeah, again. yeah. When this yeah. is when this shit's over, you guys yeah, need to throw a, a, an anniversary party. Congratulations on ten years, Bear Wires. Dude, that's huge, you guys. Huge. Ten years is, in this environment is for brick and mortar is crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm online too. I know yeah. you guys do online. Yeah, but right now that's just covering overhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Help get rid of old product. <laughs> yeah, we both we both filed for like unemployment right now. Um, I got my first two unemployment checks, and now the state is asking for the money back. What? And they closed my account, so I have to go through all this stupid paperwork to try to get it going again. But you can't get in touch with anybody because everybody is filing right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It sucks. I mean, it's. I mean, it's so unfortunate. We have people like in every industry you can imagine, and and there's not. There, everybody's being affected. Yeah. I oh, mean, that's definitely. Yeah, it's not like hey, it's just this industry or that industry, and or it's if, everything. Even if, even if the person is working right now, like if this continues. Yeah. Like what's going to happen two weeks, three weeks from now? You know what I mean? Like everybody. It's going to affect – even the people that are, like, super wealthy are getting affected by this. Yeah. The only, the only thing I, I'm, I'm concerned about is if it, if it prolongs too long where businesses shut down. If it, if, it, if it just said, you know, the local governments and, and the states say, hey, we're, we're back up and running, they're going to hire most everybody back, and it should be somewhere back to normal relatively soon. But if those businesses don't come back – then people are going to be unemployed and then we're in a recession. Here, here, our news is saying New York City expected to go to 2022. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, that no, is. There's the sporting events. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying that there's going to be a second, a second and a third wave. The second wave is supposed to be this fall and then a whole other one after that, they're saying. That's propaganda. Oh That's God. bullshit. That, that is bull. <laughs> we're we're all gonna come through this. Antibodies are people are gonna have developed antibodies, and we're gonna have a vaccination. They bet a lot of our a lot of our friends in in, in California are saying they've already had it and they're waiting to get the antibodies. Oh yeah, here too. Like we have friends and family members that were really sick, fevers, body ache, no taste, no smell, and. There's like no way to, you know, no one got tested. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in the meantime, 
<laughs> shop local. You to support your retailer. You know, keep them in business because when this rebounds, you're going to want them there because not everything uh, can be sustained online through, you know, Amazon and some other, you know, online okay. retailers. Yeah. And, and, we, and we hire your kid for the summer. Yeah, they hire <laughs> your freaking kids and get them out of your houses for the summer. sponsor your softball team, your soccer yeah. team, your junior lifeguard program, your this and that, everything. Yeah. But yeah. seriously... We've been giving away wax the whole time. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Wait, what kind of wax? Foo Wax? One of our sponsors, Foo <laughs> Wax, is the bomb. The most yeah, sticky, bomb. icky, best grip ever. Foo Wax. Wow. Check your local real, real. It's the only thing that we've been ordering is wax, and we put it out front so people can go freaking surf. <laughs> well, hey, so you guys. Someone has like 100 bars of wax, though, right? Now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> These people owe us. <laughs> well, stay positive, you guys. Um, congratulations on 10 years. Uh, I I know. I, I mean, I, I have a good feeling that this is going to all end soon, but you got Bear Wires is going to come through even stronger and better at the end of it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? Yes. Well, hey. We got a tight knit. You know, community and, and surfers aren't going away. So that means your business isn't going away. Yeah. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Brian, Adam, thank you for uh, your contribution to the industry and your local communities. Keep it up. Thanks, you guys. Happy thank anniversary. You. Good night. All right. Good night. Later, boys. Good oh, night. yeah. It's, it's late on the East Coast. Sorry to keep you up. <laughs> Peace. Thank you. Bye. Later. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.